0: Closing out the program, we're going to uh, be joined by Manager Scott Service. This is uh, officially, officially the first time I've ever talked to after Jerry. So, <laughs> um, you know, obviously I'm standing in the back, and and everybody's dialed in and excited to get to spring training as am I. Um, you know, the off season um, has gone very fast. Um, you know, getting the opportunity to, to get this job and, and sit in this seat. You know, what I've been up to is, is basically. Connecting with our players, uh, talking to them uh, as many as I can. Uh, I made a trip to Dominican, uh, talked with a few of our guys down there. So trying to get a feel for where they're at and, you know, along the way, uh, give them an opportunity to to get a feel for what I'm about. So uh, excited to get to Peoria. Obviously, uh, we got a lot ahead of us. Uh, I think the the time we have uh, to spend down there is going to be very valuable, very important um, to kind of put in place what we've talked about here since the day I got the job. And, and that's our culture, you know, and the environment around our team. And uh, that will be uh, at the forefront of what I will be uh, setting up and attacking uh, every day uh, in spring training. So, uh, you know, the rest of the offseason, uh, I think you've, you've heard uh, Andy McKay and, and Jerry talk about the, the hitting camp or the hitting summit we had. I was very involved in that, enjoyed it, um, kind of standing at a, at a whiteboard and sitting with uh, tenor. 12 of our coaches and and talking about what the Mariners hitting plan and philosophy is going to be and helping outline that and then helping, uh, you know, relay that information to some of our young players. I enjoy it. It it was fun. You know, but uh, again, getting the ball rolling, getting it set up, uh, you know, passing along the message and and make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, Numerous people come up here today, you're you're hearing the same terminology. There's a reason. Uh, we, We are connected. Uh, the communication level uh, is, is awesome. It really is, and uh, I can't wait to get started. But uh, I'm making the rounds this week. I'm sure many of you have heard me on the radio and TV and whatnot. But uh, I guess for, for me, I'd just rather take questions, see where we're at, and we'll go from there. I will not be as long as Jerry was, that's for sure. <laughs> hey guys, ready for your first right. training, obviously, as a manager. What are some of, the, some of the things you want to accomplish going in and maybe the most important thing you think you need to accomplish going in? The first thing is to get to let the players know how much um, I care uh, about them as people. I've got to earn their trust. I've got to build equity with them. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're not going to really buy in to what we're doing. It's, it's different dealing with an 18-, 19-year-old, even a 21-year-old college guy who's just put a Mariners uniform on for the first time versus a, a seasoned veteran major league player. You've got to earn the trust. So the big thing is to, 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 to connect with them, get to know more about them, and, and along the way start putting our system in place. Uh, our system being, you know, how we want to play, uh, how we want to practice, you know, and the detail that's going to go into that. Uh, that's really what's going to be the focus the first couple weeks. And then once you get into the games, you see how guys react. You know, uh, I get a feel for what they can do on the field. We have a lot of new players here, and, and I'm new at this as well. So there's definitely a lot to, to look forward to and, and to get on top of in spring training. Scott, did you ever face your- Uh, Is he still back there? (laughs) Uh, Actually, it was off to a pretty good start. I think I was 3-for-3 off Jerry until uh, I was playing in San Francisco one night. I'll share a quick story. And Dusty Baker had done the homework. He had the numbers. And he calls over and he goes, Hey, if DePoto's still in the game, you're going to face him. I didn't know I was 3-for-3 off him. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I got it. I'm getting loose. So I walk up there and have a, a rather lengthy at bat. And at that time, uh, Jerry knew what my weakness was, and it was the slider. And I think he threw me about eight in a row. And uh, he threw one that didn't break, it backed up and he struck me out. So uh, he, he got the last laugh. But uh, uh, no, it's, it's uh, obviously we've got a long friendship. Uh, and it's been great, uh, I think, to spend the time with him uh, in this position. It's been a different offseason for me than it has been for him. Uh, I think, you know, he's, he's sat in that seat before making the contacts. Uh, with other GMs and agents and, and doing what he does. And on my end, my phone has not rung as much. You know, when you're an assistant GM or a farm director, it's constant, and um, it's kind of the calm before the storm. Uh, when we get to Arizona and get it on uh, on February 20th with our pitchers and catchers, then it'll really pick up and take off for me, and then there's no, there's no shutting down until we get deep into October. This is kind of, on several levels, a little bit new for you. It's- yep. Any uh, uh, since since the day you got the job, any significant surprises? Gee, I didn't, expectations that, that uh, are we pretty clean? No, uh, not in a really a ton of surprises. I think part of it is because my relationship with Jerry and and, and the understanding and, and the I guess the quick uh, bond between the guys in the front office and, and I understand what they go through in an off season and how to put a team together and, and understanding what we value. Uh, Also understand how hard it is to make trades and sign free agents. So having sat at the decision-making table with uh, those type of people before, um, it is just a trust. I know what they go through. I know it's hard. So I'm not sitting back, oh, why don't we sign this guy, or how do we trade that guy? Not at all, because I know how difficult it is. Scott, did you recommend uh, Andy McKay to to, uh, Jerry, or how did did all that work? Yeah, you uh, you know, I, I- I did, and, and um, I just thought it would be a, a great fit knowing Jerry and how he's wired, and, and I'd been around Andy quite a bit. You know, he had uh, uh, he coached my son uh, one summer. A great experience for my son. It's a funny story. My didn't know much. I knew Andy had been in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. That's kind of that's where I grew up, and uh, but I hadn't been back to see summer ball there. Obviously, I'm out working and, and don't live there anymore. But when my son had an opportunity to play, he was coming out. That summer after his freshman year, and why not go home and stay with Grandma and Grandpa and play in lacrosse? So, it was set up, and after about the first three or four days, my son called me, and I said, "Hey, how's the coach? How's it going? You know, how are your teammates?" And he says, "Oh, we got a really good team. And, you know, how's the coach? Oh, Dad, you're gonna like this guy." So I said, "Okay." My son never usually says that. <laughs> so what do we got here? And and. Uh, you know, I went in to see him play and, and got to see Andy work. And, and Andy ran summer baseball much different than anything I'd ever been exposed to. And I know my son had He ran it like a real minor league operation. The kids were out there early at, at, 10, at 2.30 in the afternoon. He had multiple meetings uh, in the dugout, in the bleachers, talking about different things that will come up not only in their college career, but all these kids have aspirations to play pro ball. And he was explaining to them kind of what was coming. And when I got around, he said, hey, would you mind talking to the team? And it kind of grew from there. And uh, I just thought he'd be a great fit in this position because his tremendous ability to communicate and connect with people. And, and I know Jerry hit on it earlier. Everybody talks about his mental skills background. This guy's a good baseball coach. He's a coach that happens to be pretty good at some of the mental skills stuff. So it's a it's good fit for us. Where did he go to school? He went to Princeton. Scott, from a mechanic standpoint, players coming in for your spring training, do they see anything different? Are you going to do things differently than maybe the average spring training work that you might see from another camp? It's going to be much different than what we've seen in other camps, um, and there's a reason. We're trying to get a different result. I think if you want to get a different result, you've got to do something different. Um, and, and I know it's kind of a, a pet peeve of mine when I hear somebody say, well, we don't do that here. We've, always, we, we've never done that before. We do it this way. You've got to be open to change. Change is uncomfortable. It's not used to it, but we're talking about changing the culture. You got to do something different. Um, so we'll have a few more team, team meetings, get together as a group regularly. And, and that's not so much to talk a lot of baseball. It's to get to know each other. We have to create a family-type atmosphere around our team. And uh, to do that, you got to get to know, uh, know about each other, where we come from, and, and, and how they're wired. Um, but there will be more talks uh, and it'll be what I call a chalk talk session. Uh, we have regularly because we have so many new players and new staff uh, i think it's something that we need to do is just to kind of get them in a room and, and and use the technology that we have whether it's a video or just getting up and diagramming plays you know again I, I said it early on when i took the job i love football um, and that's what they do in football they break it down because they practice a lot they, they it, attention to the detail is kind of where we're headed here uh, we will be prepared to play um, you know, what the results are going to be, I feel very good about it. I like our team. But I, I, I can say that woo-woo, but prepared every day. Do you talk? Or do, I mean, when you meet with these guys for the first time, is that something you're going to address, that we're going to do this differently and here's why? Or have you already started to tell these guys? I've already had those conversations, Try to give them the heads up. It's really important that our core players, our veteran players understand what's coming. Uh, they have to lead, you know, in their own way. Uh, The the game's about the players. It's not about me, it's not about our coaching staff, it's about the players. And and, uh, giving those guys a heads up, letting them know what's coming, let them be involved in the process. Why not? You know, they're the ones going to take the at bats and throw the innings. And, um, you know, let them have a voice in in what's going on here. I think it's really important for for not just the veteran players but all the guys to understand, you know, kind of where the boundaries are. I often say, you know, just let them know where the lines in the sand are, and then in between that, be yourself. You know, let the players be who they are. You know, and have a little personality and show a little emotion. I certainly enjoy watching those teams play, and I know the fans do as well. What do you want to see from Jesus Montero? Uh, it looks like Sanchez and Romero might push for that job. Is that an open competition, or is Jesus the, got the lead? Oh, uh, you know, as Jerry, we've talked about it a lot. It's it's open competition. Uh, you know, Jesus, uh, consistent at bats. You know, and, and it's a tough spot. You're talking about it. it could be 150 to 200 at-bats out of that right-handed platoon spot. But there's going to be tough at-bats. There's going to be pinch hits late in the game against tough left-handed pitchers uh, with guys in scoring position, you know, and, and being able to have a tough at-bat. And to do that, you've got to minimize the holes that the opposition can attack, you know. And, and, and you know, Jesus, is, he knows that. We, he was at our, our hitting summit, spent a couple days with them, talked with them. Um, you know, and also the defense, you know. Um, just to run somebody up there as a bat, you also got to catch the ball when you go in the field. And typically those games are tight late in the game where, where every out is important. So um, I hope he comes in, tears it up, you know, uh, and really wins the job. Uh, but somebody's going to win it. You know, why not him? Scott, you say you like your team. Why? What do you like? You like, I'm sorry? You, you like your team. What do you like? Uh, I, I like the versatility. I like the athleticism. Um, I, I think um, to win you got to pitch, uh, to have a good pitching you got to defend and we got a lot better there. I think especially in our outfield defense, um, so I'm excited about that. I think also we are going to play a high number of one-run games, I just believe it. In this ballpark it's, it's hard to blow people out or, or get blown out, you're going to play tight games. So the ability to get on base and, and create consistent opportunities to score and it's not just you bang a double off the wall and somebody gets a hit to drive them in, or you, you hit one out of the park. It's, it's a walk, it's a hit, we move a guy over, it's a sack fly, it's different ways to score. And the more athletic you are, the better chance you got of that happening. That's why I like the club. In one run games, you're bringing a bullpen It's basically all new guys. How do you evaluate in spring with numbers, with what guys have done in the past, all those things? How do you take all that into account? You know, you want to get a feel for guys and, and, and the roles. I think, you know, Jerry mentioned earlier, we're looking or hoping uh, for some bounce-back years from a couple of these guys. Uh, but, you know, between Jack Benoit, Steve Sisek, uh, you know, Charlie hopefully is healthy and, and he's good to go. Tony Zick, we like what we saw last year. I know the, the group that's that's back. So uh, we've got power, we've got left-handed, you've got experience, you've got a side-armor. There's options, you know, Um as I've often said, you know, uh, rookie managers, and I'm in that category right now, <laughs> the thing that makes you look good is a really good bullpen. You know, those guys are going to be key for us, like you said, uh, in the one run games, keep us there, uh, hold leads. Um, biggest thing, I guess, to instill confidence in them and give them the ball. You know, and uh, I think we're going to be just fine. I really do. Strongest culture changers you've been around? What are the Strongest culture changes I've been around, very being very, very consistent. They believe in the message. And I also uh, am smart enough to realize that I'm not the only one that has to deliver that message. The coaching staff has to believe in it, and our guys do. Uh, these are guys that I've spent time with uh, at a number of different levels, played with them, coached with them, worked with them. Um, I know how they're wired. They know how I'm wired. I, As much as I want to touch every player every day, it's it's physically impossible to. So... In establishing a culture, you have to be very clear what the goal is and not get so concerned about what their role may be. I'm talking about players. You know, don't worry about the role. Just keep your eye on the goal. Um, and and uh, But being consistent and clear on what you're going to do. I think um, within a culture, uh, especially the way today's players are wired, and I've got kids, 23, 21, 19, you know, you have to be open to how they learn and how they process information. And if I just try to hit them over the head with, the way that I learned, it's probably going to go on deaf ears. So you've you got to take into all the factors into account, but being clear and consistent, good question. Scott, with, with Cruz, Nelson Cruz, ideally how do you see him <coughs> in the field? Yeah, you know, obviously Nelson's a big part of our lineup. Uh, the, the goal is to keep him in the lineup for 155 days. You know, I know we have 162 games, he's going to need a few days off, I get that. But we, we want to be able to put him in the lineup. now. You know, I know last year he played a little bit more right field than he did the year before in Baltimore. I, my time with Nelson was in Texas, and Nelson had a tough time with injuries in Texas. He had some leg injuries. He's changed his his routine uh, and, and what he does to to stay healthy. Uh, but um, for me, he's going to get plenty of time in the outfield. Is it going to be a little bit less, is it a little bit more? I, don't, I do know we have other options to, to play out there too between Aoki um, you know, and, and the guys that we've got uh, platooning in left field between Goody and Seth Smith. So... Um, Nelson's a big part of what we're doing. He's going to get his at-bats, um, and he'll get plenty of time in, in the outfield. Kettle Marte had some success at the top of the order in the second half last year. Obviously, you have a, I've heard there's talk about putting Marte lower in the order. What's going to determine that? What do you want to see from him? Kettle Marte will determine that. You know, his ability to, to put quality at-bats out there, get on base, create havoc. I really like what I've seen and, and heard the guys in the office talk about Kettle Marte. Uh, Kettle plays with a lot of confidence. He's got a little swag, that's a good thing. Uh, I think you need to have that when you walk on the field. Uh, we're also fortunate to have Robbie Cano right next to him, a veteran guy who has been through it. You know, so uh, whether he hits two, eight, I think you'll see him in all different places at the top and at the bottom in spring training, and, and probably throughout the season. You know, and again, you know, Jerry talked about the length of a lineup um, and making sure um, it really, you know, kind of hums together. <laughs> And, you know, is Kyle Seager going to hit two? Is Marte – I'm really not that worried about it right now. We can sit and draw it up in the room, and we have talked about a lot of different things. Kettle Marte will let us know. How important is it to you to expand on that as a manager, in your view, to have a pretty much set lineup versus have guys really prepared to move around once the season starts? I think the, the more set and consistent you can be, the players appreciate it. They know what to expect. Uh, I don't think it necessarily changes their mindset. I would hope it doesn't to change their mindset. If Kyle hit, Seeger's hitting two versus hitting five or six, I still want a good at bat out of Kyle Seeger, and I know he does as well. You, you really can't change who you are, but I do think it, it, it takes a little bit of a load off the more consistent the manager can be. Again, if you communicate with them ahead of time, hey, we're going to slide you around a little bit and let them know, then they know. Uh, but when they come to the ballpark, I know when I would drive into the ballpark, you know, the first thing you do is go look at the lineup. Where am I at? You know, and, and just knowing that, you know, being consistent, knowing what to expect, we all perform better in our jobs. Any final questions? Time for lunch. Thank you you guys for joining us at this uh, luncheon. We hope to see you guys next door. And again, a reminder, all speakers will be available next door during lunch. Thanks for coming out.